Clear is a faster way into Capital One Arena. Download the free Clear app to beat the crowds on game day. Enter through the Clear Lane at the 7th and G Street entrance across from Clyde's. This is Caps This Morning with John Walton and Ben Raby on Caps Radio 24-7. Super excited for the uh, the new opportunity. Really looking forward to getting started. It's going to be a, a short summer, but I uh, can't wait to get down there and meet the guys. The Capitals start fresh in goal with Darcy Kemper and Charlie Lindgren. As Justin Schultz departs, Caps pick up veteran defenseman Eric Gustafson. And Tarek El-Bashir will join us to talk about the new netminders in town. Good morning, everybody. It is Thursday, July 14th. Welcome to Caps This Morning here on Caps Radio 24-7, presented by Clear, the faster way into Capital One Arena. The Caps made a splash at the beginning of free agency yesterday, signing both Darcy Kemper and Charlie Lindgren to be the team's new goaltending tandem. Then after riding with Ilya Samsonov and Vitek Vanacek for the last two seasons, an entirely different direction moving forward. Well, it's exciting to see how the goaltending will shake out now and to have potentially an undisputed number one in these parts, certainly given the term and the dollars and the resume that Darcy Kemper comes to town with. Looking forward to seeing how that plays out, and he's excited. We're going to hear from him in a little bit. He's excited to be joining the Capitals, to be joining another cup-contending team, but to have a guy with his pedigree coming to these parts. Uh, looking forward to see how that plays out. One of the most coveted free agents as far as the goaltenders was concerned, and some depth as well, shoring up the backup position with Charlie Lindgren as well. So yes, a full 180 when it comes to the goaltending position over the past few days. Darcy Kemper is 32 years old. He signs a five-year $26.25 million contract. That's a cap hit at five and a quarter per season. He, of course, won the Stanley Cup with Colorado this past year, going 10-4 and in the postseason. Some injuries did sideline him along the way in the playoffs. Regular season, outstanding. 37-12-4. The next game he plays will be his, not only his first for Washington, but the 300th of his NHL career. Lifetime goals against average at 2.48, 143 wins. And even beyond the numbers, Ben, some much-needed stability in net where the Capitals have had painfully little certainly in the last season and maybe even a little further back than that. Yeah, that's the key word, the stability that he'll bring and that the Capitals can now potentially count on here, not only for next season, but for the years ahead with the five-year term that Kemper signed and coming off a terrific season, as you noted with the numbers with Colorado, a big workload as well. It was a big sample size. He played more than 70 games, regular season and postseason combined. I am personally curious to see kind of how he handles that moving forward. He's 32. He's not a spring chicken. That said, a little bit of a later bloomer in the NHL. Took him a while to really get his feet wet in the NHL. But last year was the season that really put him in position to not only win the Stanley Cup, but to cash in free agency and now get even for himself that long-term stability that all NHL players crave. But this is really the first long-term deal like this that he has that he's really earned. So a lot to like as far as that he put himself in this position. And we'll see on the other side of it how he's able to build off the most successful season of his career we heard a little bit from Darcy off the top of the show here now his conversation with Ben after the signing in Washington 
Hey, Darcy, it's Ben Raby here. Uh, I want to ask you just as far as the the cup run, maybe what what that does for you personally, just as far as confidence and having gone through that and how you could potentially carry that over into the years ahead. And I also am curious, the cup having just completed just a couple of weeks ago, I imagine you'll take some some time to to rest and rehab here in the offseason. How much does that change your offseason, the kind of quick turnaround? It was such a late Stanley Cup and the season starting up again. In October, uh, yeah. To the to answer the first part, uh, obviously it's a, a dream come true. It's what uh, you know. You start thinking about it when you're five years old, playing in the basement or at the backyard. And, you know, to actually live out that dream is, is incredible. And as far as confidence goes, if you uh, if you can do that, you know, you believe that you can do anything, and then you can just go out and play your game. You know, you kind of take that pressure off because you've done it before, and you know you can do it. And then as far as training goes, uh, it's a, a short summer, so probably won't take off as much time as uh, as you normally would, but also have to be smart about the training that you're not overdoing it as well. One follow-up, is there is there a workload or kind of a number of games that you appreciate playing? You know, it's been sort of a, a split situation in these parts over the past few years, but from your personal experience, is there a workload you're, you're comfortable with? Uh, honestly, I, I just, when I'm... Uh, Asked to play or told to play, I, I enjoy, love playing the game. So I'll play as many games as they want or need me to. And I just love being in the net and, and have fun out there. So uh, for me, it's not a set number. It's just uh, whatever I'm needed uh, or called upon to do. The backup on the team is going to be Charlie Lindgren this fall. He is a native of Lakeville, Minnesota. 29 NHL games, some with Montreal, most recently with St. Louis. A lot of AHL time where he has put up outstanding numbers. He's never really gotten the opportunity to play at the NHL level. When he did last year for the Blues, he went 5-0 and and put up some pretty good numbers. The Capitals obviously feel that he can be the guy to spell Darcy Kemper and be a solid second option here. Yeah, and I, I like the setup, John, and the fact that you have Kemper coming in as the undisputed number one, and Charlie Lindgren, you know, I'm sure given his experiences professionally, he's coming in, he'll be a backup. Sometimes it takes a certain mentality, it takes a certain type of goaltender to be able to make the most of those opportunities. When you're not playing every day, there are certain characteristics that go into being a backup goaltender, which given Charlie Lindgren's kind of resume and his experiences in the NHL and having seen plenty of time in the AHL as well, I would think that it's going to be a nice setup, in other words. And the term as well, the three years, you could potentially develop a partnership between Kemper and and Lindgren and they can grow together in the organization, kind of setting themselves nicely that they both arrive at the same time and will kind of create that tandem and that bond together starting in October. One more thing before we chat with Tarek El-Bashir, some defensive depth, one guy coming back and another guy coming in. Eric Gustafson from the Chicago Blackhawks had a really nice offensive season, but a few years in a rearview mirror. He comes in a little bit on the cheap here at 800000 for one year. And Matt Irwin comes back, who we saw briefly in the middle of the year. Didn't see a lot of playing time here, but a good soldier for the organization. He will be back as a veteran defensive depth guy. Yeah, Gustafson, I'll admit, that one surprised me looking back a few years ago. He had 19 goals in the 2018-19 campaign. He had 19 goals, 60 points for the Chicago Blackhawks, so maybe a little offensive upside is there as well. But yes, you figure a third-pairing defenseman costing you less than a million bucks, and look, if you're going to invest as they are, 
in the goaltending position and the money is being allocated in goal. You know, you have a third pair defensively, John, seemingly if they play together on a third pair, Trevor Van Riemsdyk and Eric Gustafson, they're going to make combined less than $2 million. So economical there. Matt Irwin, we were talking about the, the value of a backup goalie who knows his spot, knows his role. Matt Irwin, that was terrific last year. He comes in, he's a seventh defenseman, eighth defenseman, not getting a whole lot of playing time, but a solid veteran, a good practice guy. And when called upon in rare instances, he didn't look out of place. He actually showed himself very well to the point that clearly there was value to bringing him back this year. So uh, yeah, shoring up 6-7 on the back end and maybe an opportunity as well for Lucas Johansson, who will look forward to seeing in training camp as well. At the practice rink yesterday, talking new goalies with Tarek El-Bashir from The Athletic. It has been a whirlwind around here with the last line of defense. The Capitals making big splashes in free agency. Let's talk first about Darcy Kemper, Stanley Cup champion, Colorado. Bit of a journeyman before that. Numbers have been pretty good, though, throughout his career and the places that he's been. He is now the undisputed number one goaltender of the Washington Capitals. Yeah, I, I think the rumors started in Montreal at the draft that, you know, Kemper might be headed towards Washington. And as the musical chairs started to get filled, it started to look more and more like he'd be headed to D.C. Uh, look, he's exactly what the Capitals were looking for. They're looking for an experienced goal goaltender. We all know Brian McClellan likes size. He's six foot five, 215 pounds. Like it's kind of an obvious thing, but when a guy of that size, even if he misplays or gets out of, loses his net by a little bit, when you're six, five, you can still get your toe and your shoulder on a puck. You're right. He's played for some not so great teams in the past. Arizona, he was there for a long time before going to Colorado, put up good numbers there. Is he a star? No, but is he very, very good? Yes. And is he a significant upgrade over the two headed tandem last year from last year and the year before absolutely so i think five years at five and a quarter that's about the the going rate for a number one goaltender nowadays i I think it's a good move for the caps we knew there would be change i don't know that we necessarily saw the radical realignment and how it would unfold in the last few days after vitek vanacek was traded i think we thought okay you're gonna go get someone else and Ilya samsonov will be the backup or contend for the number one job and then he's not qualified, making him a free agent, and the Capitals completely gut the goaltending and start over. They obviously looked to move Elias Samsonov. They weren't able to. Ultimately, he ends up signing with the Leafs, but this was a strange few days in goal around here. It was. I I would say it was a definitely a surprise that Ilya Samsonov was not tendered a qualifying offer but you know look at the deal that Charlie Lindgren just signed right 1.1 million dollars times three Samsonov just got 1.8 million dollars from Toronto when you're a cap conscious team like the caps you know that's seven hundred thousand dollars matters right and you know I think at the time that they cut him loose or did not tender him they thought that he might take them to arbitration. They were concerned that his number was going to come in north of $2 million. I'm speaking of Sam Sonoff here. So I feel like um, it was a bit of a surprise. Teams don't often get rid of 25-year-old former first-round draft picks, but you know what? They had enough eyeballs on him. They, they got enough information on him over the last two years, and they just didn't think that his performance on the ice justified anything more than probably what he made last year. And I also think there was a faction of people in this organization who just didn't really believe in him, and they felt like it was time to move on. 
You mentioned Charlie Lindgren, a guy who has outgrown the AHL. That's where he's been by and large through his career, but tremendous numbers in a small sample size with St. Louis last year and someone who they obviously feel can play 20 to 25 games to be the number two here next year. You're right. You know, here's a player who had just kind of been blocked by goaltenders with more experience than him in St. Louis, and you know he's going to get that opportunity here. You know, the, the funny thing is, at, with Billy Husso leaving St. Louis, you kind of wonder if Lindgren maybe should have stuck around. <laughs> maybe he could have ended up backing up Jordan Bennington, but whatever. He's a Washington Capital now. Again, he's he's proven himself at the lower levels. He's still going to need to, need to prove himself here in D.C., but, I mean, the headline here is Darcy Kemper. I mean, here's a guy who I think, if you're paying him five and a quarter, you know, you're expecting him to play 50 55 games, you know, and and Lindgren gets what's left over. So, you know, I'm not sure I went into this past week thinking the Capitals were going to walk away with two new goaltenders, but here we are. Last thing for you real quick, and this is just a kind of hit me. When you see five years for Darcy Kemper, you are likely looking at the last goaltender the Capitals are going to have in the Ovechkin era. Given his age, this is a guy they think if there's one more kick of the can for Alex, they think Darcy can be that guy. Yeah, you're right. I think there have been times in the past where maybe there were some more options on the market. I think the Capitals made the best decision they could make with the players that were available. And and Darcy Kemper was that guy, 32 years old, just won a Stanley Cup. I covered him uh, in the second round against St. Louis. You know, he came back from that eye injury. He was good. I thought he was really good. And the thing that really I think Caps fans are going to notice right away is how much of a difference being six foot five matters. You lose your post. You come out, you overcommit a little bit. You got three and four extra inches when you're diving back with that stick or with that paddle or, you know, kicking out that toe. It really makes a big difference. And you, you know what? He showed the metal that it requires to bounce back from that eye injury and, and lead the avalanche to the cup. And, you know, maybe they hope that maybe that'll wear off on some of the new guys in the room who weren't around in 2018. You know, you could never have enough Stanley Cup champions in your room. Always good to catch up with Tarek El-Bashir that yesterday at MedStar Capitals Iceplex in Arlington. After all the dust had settled from the goalie signings and also Eric Gustafson for the blue line, Washington was not done yesterday, not by a long shot. They added to their center depth first an area of question at the moment in signing Henrik Borgstrom. Borgstrom is a first-round pick of the Florida Panthers back in 2016, 13 goals in 110 games for the Panthers and the Chicago Blackhawks. He signed a two-way deal that could land him in Hershey or potentially help down the middle here in D.C. GM Brian McClellan also hauling in right-wing Connor Brown in a trade for a second-round pick. That before the day ended. Brown had 21 goals just two years ago in a COVID-shortened 56-game year. He has 444 games of NHL experience entering the new year. And with Tom Wilson out for the first half of the season, Brown should fit in nicely, potentially even in the top six come the fall on the right side. And the second tour of duty for MJ90 continues. Marcus Johansson yesterday re-signed for one year at $1.1 million. Some other signing notes from yesterday, not here in D.C., but a former capital on the move. Now a two-time Stanley Cup champion after winning with Colorado just a couple of weeks ago, our old pal Andre Burakovsky signed a five-year deal at $5.5 million per season to skate for the Seattle Kraken. 
And Elias Samsonov didn't have to wait long to find a new team. Low term, low money, but an opportunity to play for the Toronto Maple Leafs. One year at $1.8 million. He'll compete with Matt Murray for playing time there. And the surprise of the day, maybe the surprise of the whole darn summer, Johnny Gaudreau, a New Jersey native who was thought to be looking to come back to the East Coast. He did that, sort of, not to Philly, not to New Jersey, not to the New York Islanders. All were thought to have interest. Nope, Johnny Hockey is a Columbus Blue Jacket. Nearly $10 million over seven seasons. Johnny Gaudreau, now the face of the Blue Jackets in Central Ohio. Coming up tomorrow, it's the finale to Development Camp, the scrimmage at Capital One Arena. Happy to announce in this space this morning that in addition to myself and Ben on the call, Carl Alsner will be joining us. He'll be between the benches for this one. 6.45 will be airtime on Monumental Sports Network and NBC Sports Washington. If you can't make it to 7th and F tomorrow, we got you covered. It'll be 5-on-5 for the first two periods, 4-on-4 for the first 10 minutes of the third, and then 3-on-3 for the last 10 minutes. Shootout to follow. See it online at Monumental Sports Network, or it's free and open to the public. Capital One Arena tomorrow night at 7 o'clock. As news breaks, we'll continue to have you covered here on the show. Obviously going to be a whole lot more out than in as we get into the quietest weeks of the year. But we'll be ready to go full tilt with another full season of Caps this morning once we get to training camp in September. Hope you get a chance to catch the development camp scrimmage tomorrow. In the meantime, have a great weekend, everybody. For the latest on the Capitals and hockey news around the clock. Let's go, Caps! Tune in to Caps Radio 24-7. Listen online via the Capitals mobile app at CapsRadio247.com. Or ask Alexa to play Caps Radio 24-7 on TuneIn.